Hello, welcome back for season two of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you build stronger relationships, deepen your faith, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back for the fourth episode of the new year, the Excel Still More podcast. Thank you for joining. I hope you've had a chance to listen to the three episodes that precede this one in 2020. In some sense, we have a bit of sequencing going on, at least in this first month or two, where each episode adds on to those that came before it. So far this year, we've talked about setting huge goals for the year that will take all year to accomplish but that will truly represent you reaching the next level. In the first episode, we looked at dividing that huge goal into 12 pieces, monthly repeatable checkpoints so that you can very naturally get to where you want to go. In the second episode, we zoomed in and talked about how the true secret is winning the week. If each seven-day cycle is a regular, consistent move forward, consisting of days where progress is made. There are no goals outside of your reach with the presence of God's providence. And then last week we came in and shook it all up a little bit to try and make sure that all of this effort we're making is truly consistent with our core values. The things that you are pursuing in life must match who you are or who you want to be or what's most important to you. Otherwise, you'll give up along the way and not achieve the goals, or maybe even worse yet, you do achieve them, but they aren't rewarding. So we worked through how you can figure out what your core values are, and I hope you check that out. Now then, as we move into today's episode, our title is Seeking Wise Counsel. You and I need to face something here. And the fact that you're listening to a program like this suggests that you will be able to do so. But you and I must face the fact that no matter what we know, or what our experiences are, or how much research we've done, it's quite possible that the goals we want to meet cannot be met without help. There are other people in our lives, in certain categories, who know much more than we do who have incredible expertise on something. Now, you and I may go ahead and Google a topic for 10 minutes and feel like experts, but it won't make us experts. Sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, the very best thing you can do to get over the hump, to solve the problem, is to reach out to someone else and allow yourself to be guided by their expertise. Now, I need to say something about that. Most people won't do that. At least by experience in my life, most people feel like if they don't do it on their own, if they don't figure it out on their own, if it's not their own idea, then it's not worth doing. That's called pride. And if this episode was three hours long, I would read to you all of the things that God has said about that. The truth is, Most people who are not willing to ask for help and follow the advice of helpers feel very good about themselves and accomplish very little. These are people with 
troubled marriages, but they're going to do it their way. Maybe they'll learn better one day, but they're not going to go out and be shaped by the influence of others, even if those people have incredible marriages. That's not you, and that's not me. We want to do it on our own. We fight for progress through our own faith and courage. But when we come across genuine setbacks and problems, which, by the way, as we get to the end of January, you may already be experiencing, it's time to reach out for some help. But to continue to shoot straight with you here, even people who say they are willing to seek wise counsel rarely do it or rarely do it effectively. And we'll talk about that today. There is a series of steps that you need to follow if you are genuinely interested in getting better. So let's walk through that today. It breaks down into five steps. And by the way, I will have these steps detailed in a different kind of way in the blog that comes out on Thursday. So you may want to go to excelstillmore.life and subscribe. There's a little subscribe tab. Make sure you get that blog. But you also may want to write it down as we go along today. Here's the first thing, though. Number one, identify an unsolvable problem. Now, this already is going to take a heavy dose of humility and introspection to look at your life and say, here are some things that are not going well. The sum total of everything I know how to do, everything I've tried, and everything I've learned have not gotten me where I wanted to go. There are countless examples of this. I hesitate to even give you any because you probably can easily look into your own life and find them, but a few things come to mind. Here's someone who has a very distanced relationship with God. His faith is weak. Everything he's tried has failed. And so he begins to think that there is no possibility of success. And yet the Bible says in James 1 and verse 5 that if you lack wisdom, you need to ask of God. And God will provide it. Not just through the word, but through people. Through providence. Surrounding you with counselors. And if you are willing to say, God, I'm not getting there on my own. Help me. That is a crucial first step. There is nothing more frustrating as a counselor, which is something that I'm pressed to do on fairly regular occasions, than trying to help someone who does not believe that they have a problem or does not think that you can help them. The examples are endless. Maybe you want to lose 20 pounds. Maybe you're trying to defeat the addiction of alcohol or pornography. Maybe you're trying to reprioritize the time with your family, whatever. It's time to say, at least in some areas, I need help. I am unable to solve this problem. Now, the Bible has some great things to say about how God can help you with that. If you're willing to make that commitment, listen to some of the Proverbs. I'll give you a few. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So first of all, the fool sees no self-fault, but you and I are willing to see self-fault. Secondly, we understand that there's someone out there who can help us. Proverbs 11 and verse 14, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors there is safety. 
Don't you get tired of falling on your own? The book of Ecclesiastes talks about a cord of two or three not easily being broken, or when you fall down having someone to lift you up. The Proverbs writer is saying very simply, God has surrounded you with people who can help you. Step one, you need to identify that you have an unsolvable problem on your own. Here's the second thing. Find someone you trust in the field where you need help. Now, there are a couple of things going on there, so let me break them down. First of all, if it's someone you do not trust to hear you, to care about you, to guide you to God, or to solve your problem, that's not the person for you. You need to go to someone that you believe cares about you or has your best interest at heart. But let me be very clear here. I'm not saying just always go to grandma because she loves you. There are people in your life who will always have an answer for every question, but they may not have solutions to your problems. So listen to it again. Find someone you trust in the field where you need help. That's what our proverb writer was saying. He was saying an abundance of counselors. If you're having issues with your diet, you need to go and find someone you trust who is successful with their health. Now, that person may not be very money smart. So if you're having difficulties with your budget or your finances, then you need to call someone else. If you're having trouble with your faith, seek out someone you can see is living for God. Whatever it is, you have to find the person in that field whom you respect because of their successes. If your marriage is struggling, don't just go to somebody because he helps you with a lot of other stuff. Go find someone in a successful marriage who cares about you and cares about God. I'll give you a quick example. There's a family here at church, a young couple. They worship with us. They listen to me preach. They follow along in my Bible classes. When they have spiritual issues in their lives, they come to me and we talk about that. And that makes, I think, good sense. They consider me to be a, quote, expert in the field of study of the word and application of the principles and building a family. However, she just so happens to be my doctor. So she doesn't come to me for medical advice. Does that make sense? But earlier this year, I had a little issue and I went to her. And the entire role had changed. She is an expert in the field of medicine. So I sat down and I communicated with her. I totally trust her. I listened to her advice and I followed it. So what I'm saying is, there's this inner circle that you build. It's a really beautiful thing. An inner circle that has multiple people in it who service as experts or trained, you know, life skill professionals in certain areas. And by the way, you are one too. There is at least something about your life that you have worked out better than the person next to you. And so what we need to be able to do is identify whatever unsolvable problem that you have, identify someone you trust who you know can help you with that specific problem. Thirdly, make sure you find someone who will listen to you. So think this through with me. I've identified in humility that there's something I need help with. I see a person whom I trust, who I'm just nearly certain can help me. But if they aren't willing to listen to me, if they're one of those people where you sit down with them and just a couple minutes in, they're like, okay, let me just tell you what you need to do. 
They won't be very helpful. I need someone, if I'm seeking counsel, who is willing to hear my story, who will let me talk about what I'm fighting, how difficult it is. Sometimes maybe I'll tell someone, look, I'll take your advice in a minute, but would you mind if I just share with you what's going on? I need them to be able to listen. Now, in that vein, there are a couple of applications for you. First of all, if you happen to be the counselor and you want to help guide someone, the first thing you must do is listen. Ask questions and let them tell their story. But here's another point I must make here, very key. Most people I've experienced in the church believe that going to a perceived expert, quote, and telling them everything that's going on with you and then leaving is considered seeking wise counsel. It's not. If that's as far as you go, is just pouring out your bucket to someone, and then you feel better and you leave, you won't feel better for long. You didn't change anything. You're still operating in your own wisdom. You were just able to share that with someone else. I'll be honest, as a preacher, it's pretty frustrating. People say they have a question for me or they need to talk about something. They come in for a half an hour. I'm perfectly fine with this. They're telling me all about their problem. They're telling me everything that's gone on. And then it's kind of like, let's pray. I'm ready to leave. And I'm thinking, wait, don't you want to hear something that is outside of you that you can try that will make a difference? And the answer is usually no. So listen, if you genuinely want to get better, You need to speak to someone and share, but you're really just giving them the information that they need to speak in return, which is our fourth thing. Number one, identify an unsolvable problem. Number two, find someone you trust in that field. Number three, make sure that they're willing to listen to you, but then you must be willing to listen very intently to them. As I said, I sit across the table from people talking about their problems. They talk for a long time. I get ready to say a few things, and you can just see the glaze falling over the eyes. Like, I didn't come here for that. Those people rarely get better. You and I have to be someone who says, listen, I told you my story. You know where I am. Help me. And then we need to listen. Maybe it means taking notes But you have to shut off the part of your brain that says, I want to talk about me. And you have to turn on the part of your brain that says, I think someone outside of me is about to interpret my situation, and I really need that perspective. Here's another proverb, chapter 19, verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Now, that's a very special kind of listening, isn't it? It says, I don't have the wisdom that I need to leave this office and do better, but I trust that that person who just heard me tell my story, they may have a secret that I've been missing. And this can be applied to all categories. In faith, you find someone who's strong in their faith, in their family, in their service, and you listen to them. If it has to do with friendships, Maybe you have a lot of rough relationships and you're starting to think, maybe I'm the problem. And you go find someone who's willing to listen to you talk all about that. And then they say, let me talk to you about what I see here. Let me suggest some things that may be going on. Listen to them. Cherish the fact that they've cared enough to speak to you in a way to help make a difference. 
That is so crucial. And that brings us to our fifth thing, the hardest one of all, because by the way, most people think that's it. You come in, you speak, you listen, and you leave. But finally, step five, follow the recommendations. At least try them. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've been in. And by the way, I've worked on my side of this as well when I have sought counsel. But as a preacher, I'm often on the other side of the table. I cannot tell you how many times we've gotten to this point and they've listened. And at the end, I've said, look, I believe if you will try this every day for 30 days, do this one thing every day for 30 days, it will change your life. Without any question, you will see results. You'll see things more clearly. Maybe it has to do with their marriage, maybe their commitment to God, whatever it might be. Maybe I couple that with a book recommendation. If you will try this every day and you will read this book, I'm just telling you, it's unbelievable. Let me just ask you, how many times out of all of those moments do you think a month later someone comes up and says, I did that. I did that every day for a month and here's what happened. I read that book and here's what it meant to me. Answer, nearly Never. People believe that they're seeking wise counsel until they get counseled, that is, guided, directed, and shaped by someone that they believe can help them. But when it comes down to doing what someone else says to do, instead of what I want to do, most people just do what they want to do. But remember, that's how you got into this office to begin with. You did what you wanted to do, and it hasn't been working. I love Dr. Phil whose famous line is, okay, so how's that working out for you? So there you have it, the five steps from beginning to end. It won't always be one singular person. What you want to do is create an inner circle of people who can help you in a variety of ways. When it comes to faith, I was talking to Summer this morning, my wife, before I came in. There are three people I would call right now, one of those three, if I had a crisis in faith. If I needed a pep talk on my diet, or exercise, or how I took care of myself, there are three other people whom I would call about that today. The same is true for those who have successful marriages. A couple of names come to mind immediately. Not the same as the six from before. And as far as finances go, I have one or two people in my life who have changed my life and given me great peace. In fact, if it's okay with you, let's make that next week's episode how to grow and plan and seek wise counsel with our finances. That's where we're headed. But for now, identify that one problem that is beginning to show up as we get to the end of January. And with great humility and hope, walk through the proper process for seeking wise counsel. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.